0: Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. Let me ask you a question. If you had a neighbor who was a foodie and a chef, And she told you about a new Korean spot in K-Town that makes authentic bone stew. The kind of soups where um, there's like shoulders and parts in there. (laughs) It's like Viking stew. You know what I'm talking about? The kind of stew uh, old Korean grandma's make in the kitchen. Like that kind of authentic stew. Which was written up in Eater. And... uh, she was saying she just went to the recent, recent one, um, or she recently went to one, and it was pretty good. Would you go pretty much the very next day, 30 minutes there, maybe 40 minutes back, in the middle of the day, go to get this soup? And if you did, does that mean you have a problem? Are you some kind of addict, or are you just a foodie? Because today, and you know in episode one of this uh, three-part mini-series, I said, I confess that if I think about some kind of food, dish, burger, whatever, if I crave something, it's in my body by the end of the day, (laughs) no matter how far I have to drive. And I don't know if it's a problem or not. I just know that that's the way I am. I get obsessive and... Also, I'm a very visual person, so I see it. I start to salivate. Anyway, so after the gym today, I drove an extra 30 minutes, stuck in traffic, you know, um, valet parking, all this shit, just to get the soup. Was it good? Nah, it's kind of. All right. If you want me to be honest, it gave me um, diarrhea. It, w- it w- I mean, it would taste okay, but it fucked up my stomach would I consider this under the umbrella of no sugar did the wheels fall off I don't think so I mean I'm I, I'm a foodie like someone says hey I tasted something amazing or this is world famous so the world famous gets me if something says world famous on on the menu even if I'm not craving it I just, I'm so curious I have to know I have to know why this is why people come here right So does that mean I have a problem? Does that mean I have an addiction? I don't think so. I don't think it does. It's also something – it's not something I do every day, right? That being said, the wheels did fall off. I did rub one out um, twice on the same day. And, uh, you know, it's not like – okay, so does that mean I have a problem? Am I uh, a compulsive masturbator? I, the reason why I did it twice, and I know it sounds like I'm, I'm coming up with excuses or I'm defending myself, is because one would be enough, right? Twice, it's like, all right, do you not have a life? What are you doing? But I think because I set out to do this challenge for a week, because I already did it, I was like, ah, fuck it, because and, and, you know, like I don't know. Thirty minutes later, I was like, all right, I right, let's let's just get another one in. I'm already I'm already out the wheels fell off, you know? So that's also part of my personality where it's like if we're going to do this, let's do this, you know? You don't just eat one thing of chips. You eat half the bag. So, my revelations from this and uh today is the end of the week. I have a couple more days uh, to play this out. But I wanted to end this miniseries because um, I'm kind of tired of talking about this, and I don't want this to go f- for longer than these three short episodes. Uh, but my revelations, I've got a few. So one, and I mentioned this before, it's important when you're doing things like this, uh, challenges, that you're really kind to yourself. Because um, I could easily beat myself up, I could start to label myself. I could start to say, oh, "I don't have discipline. I'm not strong. What's wrong with me?" You know, all that kind of shit. Um, I have discipline in other areas of my life. I mean, you know, i i I could I could pump out a book pretty fast. I could discipline myself to work out every day, and you know, create creative spaces and all that. So it's not that I don't have discipline. I'm aware that um, I have cravings and, and urges, and I'm aware that if I'm not aware of how powerful they are, that they I'm aware that um, they could be a little extreme, but not not to to the point where I think it's damaging my life, right? And that that's just my assessment. I don't know if it's right or wrong, <laughs> true or false. I don't know how accurate that is. I just know that's kind of how I feel right so there's an acceptance in that and i'm okay with that um my, and my revelation from this is once i give myself uh some kindness and just kind of applaud the fact that i wanted to try something and 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 by doing the the thing learning more about myself being open being curious about how i'm wired um that is the win and I think that's different than had I done this, you know, a few years ago, I would have been really hard on myself and, you know, rubbed one out twice. Next thing you know, I'm in a SAA meeting thinking I've got, you know, problems. I don't I don't think so. Um, and I think the stretch for me and what was valuable in this was to do something and, you know, take it kind of seriously, do something, have some intention and then be kind to yourself um, if you don't accomplish what you set out to accomplish. And for some, that could be a cop-out, right? For some, it's like, well, you either do it or you don't. And if you don't, then you failed at it. I, I don't know. I don't know if with things like this, it's healthy to, date, to take that kind of mindset, that kind of approach. So my big revelation is or one of them is i think i'm more okay and this is kind of the self-acceptance slash relationship with self-peace at 50 years old i don't know why my age my age has nothing to do with it but i i think i'm more okay now more than ever to be okay with me you know um and I think that's huge, because right? I, I know, uh, me included, a lot of people struggle with that. And so, instead of just defaulting to, oh, uh, you failed, you don't have discipline, you're a half-ass, I, uh, I have an understanding of my cravings, where they take me, sometimes sitting in traffic in the middle of the day in Koreatown, um, and then I can choose whether that's what I want for myself or not. I also understand that once, and this is uh, my, my second revelation, that once I give myself the thing it is that I am craving, it's usually not what I imagine, right? It doesn't It doesn't live up to it. And then I don't really crave it anymore. If I don't give myself what I'm craving then I want it exponentially right so it's like i mean this is this is kind of why in high school we are chasing after people who don't like us and the people who really like us we have no interest in not being able to get what you want amplifies your desire to to, to want that thing more um so i think that's valuable i think knowing that about myself and Also knowing that my imagination of what I'm craving is exaggerated and it probably isn't going to match the actual true experience of it. Because uh, 9 out of 10 times, the donut, the croissant, the cheeseburger, the whatever... Um, anything that gives me dopamine, it doesn't hold up to what I, what I had imagined in my head. And so why is this important to know this? Because next time I crave something, it's going to give me strength to know that, you know what? The last time you craved this, you had it, and you were disappointed, you know? There's a gap between what you imagine something's going to be like, whether it's uh, food or an experience, and the actual reality of this. And I, I think um, I think a lot of people fall into this with relationships and dating and singlehood, you know? Because we imagine, oh, I want to fall in love and it's going to be so amazing to just like do nothing with this person and just watch TV and have someone to hold and, you know, in bed, we're just going to talk all night. And, you know, we have this imagination or we have this fantasy of what, Loving someone or being in a relationship is going to be like, and maybe we don't have a face, but you know, we, 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 we paint it in. Oh, oh, they're going to look like this, or they're going to have this kind of personality, humor, body shape, whatever, right? And then we find someone we want to invest in. And it may be kind of like that, but it's nothing like you imagined, right? And it's not because, well, (laughs) the other person has a say (laughs) in, 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 in how, how things go down and what that experience is like um and also when you're imagining you have full control of what you want to create and life isn't that way so the person that you choose to uh, invest in uh, there's going to be complications and contrast and you know struggles and things aren't going to line up and no one's perfect right and so when we're single and i, I know i'm birdwalking walking a little bit but I, I just, i'll bring it back to me i promise but when we're single and we're fantasizing about someone we want it so bad because we want a relationship and we haven't been in a relationship in a while or maybe you want marriage or kids or whatever kids is another example because you definitely play the highlight reel you're playing the moments where um i mean i when i used to think about having a kid i played the moments where um me and my daughter are at the countertop eating pancakes on sunday i played the moments where we're wrestling i played the moments where you know um, we're out doing fun things, right? Did I play the moments where she's screaming at my face or telling me she doesn't love me or not wanting to put on a certain jacket or socks and which is going to make her late to the event, which is going to affect my life? Did I play the moments where I'm not getting sleep? Of course not. And so I think it's important to know that what you imagine and what you want and what you're fantasizing about It's not going to be reality. And so reality is going to be different. And I think being aware of this can help with your self-control. I think being aware of this, at least for me, um, if I am craving sugar or sex or whatever it is and I'm imagining it, I know that I'm getting obsessed with the imagination of it, not the actual experience of it because when I actually put the donut in my mouth or whatever it is, I'm usually disappointed, right? And also, the more specific, the more intense. So um, if I'm imagining a, a very specific thing or a very specific food or a very specific, you know, like pizza at this place or a donut at this place or a certain you know a sexual experience or a certain position or it it amplifies me wanting that it amplifies the desire and then i get obsessive about that because it's so specific i want that specific thing and then when i get that specific thing if i do uh it doesn't hold up to what i imagined so knowing that is going to help me as I, um, can make a decision that's more accurate, you know, knowing that our fantasies, um, come distorted and our fantasies in reality, isn't going to be what you imagine. I mean, it's also like this with, I'm a gearhead. I love, uh, I love cars and, um, I, uh, have always loved Porsches. I've never had one, um. And my brother uh, got one recently, and so he let me take it uh, uh, up to Santa Barbara because I always had this dream of driving a convertible Porsche up PCH to Santa Barbara, right? I've always had that vision. Hey, I wanted to share with you something I'm super excited about. If you go to theangrytherapist.com forward slash premium, you not only get... Commercial-free episodes, but also something I'm introducing called Series, rotating wellness topics, but not only lessons, but what do we do with this information? How do we thread this into our life so we could change our life? Go to theangrytherapist.com forward slash premium. In my dream, my fantasy, I'm also getting roadhead, but that's a, anyway, um, (laughs) John's so predictable, so predictable, but um, I have this dream of, uh, and and the the, fantasy is a stick shift because I love stick shift cars, and it happened. My brother got a Porsche, convertible, and uh, brand new, beautiful Porsche, Um, not like some old, like brand new one, right? Super fast, and uh, Vanessa and I took it up to Santa Barbara. Was it fun? Yeah. Was it like, did I like the car? Yes. But it wasn't like I imagined. It wasn't, and maybe I wasn't in it long enough, I don't know. But it was. It, it didn't, like if my imagination of that, if the fantasy of that was, say, a 10, this was maybe, you know, a 7.5. Meaning it was good, it was, but it wasn't like the exhilarating, gear-shifting, um nine eleven convertible that I imagined that would be in Shooting Up Santa Barbara. uh I mean, this thing was a rocket, and it was still, you know, it was still a, a great experience. But my point is that that's always been the case, right? It's you hear these stories of um, people wanting something so bad, and they go out and buy it, and they're like, eh, you know that, that's happened a lot, I'm sure to you, to me as well. And so, the power of our imagination and knowing that reality when it actually when you hold it in your hand or you experience it, it's probably not going to live up. And so using that as a way to discipline yourself more or to, you know, not want what you are craving because um, maybe you don't need it. Anyway, thank you for going on this little mini uh one-week challenge ride with me. I... um I don't have any kind of conclusions on myself, but I think it's on purpose. I don't want to... I really don't want to label myself as this or that, you know? Because I've done that in the past. I, I have labeled myself in the past as uh, this, or, you know, maybe I'm an addict or that, and it's like I don't... I, and, it, and it's not that I'm trying to escape or um, not look at myself. I just... I genuinely don't believe that it's enough of a problem for me to label myself and I'm trying to be more uh, accepting of self. So this was a great exercise for me to do something like this and come out the other end with acceptance and kindness and exploring self and with some revelations and, you know, writing down some notes about <laughs> about myself and how I am and um, and that's it. It doesn't, I don't have to give myself a letter grade, you know, Thank you for listening. Oh, I wanted to mention, if you don't know, I have uh, the You Therapist Podcast Premium now, which is uh, ad-free, and you get four extra episodes a month. And they're more like, how do we move the needle forward? There's a lot of kind of homework and a lot of me asking you questions to help you with your life. Thank you for listening. to well.